close your eyes, tuck, and roll. It's another time travel episode of the Ed Tech Loop podcast as we dive back in the feed with Marty McFly's DeLorean to episode 36, Failing to Fail with Danielle Brostrom, where we stop trying to be perfect, but endeavor to be useful. And if you find this pod useful, take a moment, subscribe, and give us a rating on your app of choice. And as always, thanks for listening and inspiring. We're not recording, right? There's a word that I want to say. <sighs> ah. I'm so confident I will not <laughs> fail that I'm doing everything in Sharpie. Sure. All right, it is episode 36 of the TCAPS Loop weekly podcast. My name is Larry Burden, and failing to be nominated for the best EdTech podcast Grammy again this year, it's Danielle Brostrom. See, I like that. I like that. You held it in. Um, I'm happy to be back on our usual day. I know. It's, it's Tuesday. Tuesday is podcast Tuesday day. Mm-hmm. All right. It feels all nice. We're feeling feeling into it. Very into it today. So um, how's it going? It's going great. Anything new? Anything exciting happening in, in your life today? Anything new? Anything yeah. exciting? Well, today we are starting the launch pad, which is Traverse Heights' makerspace. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get some kids in there who have earned it and kind of see what they gravitate towards. Um, my favorite part about makerspaces is getting in there and getting started and then having the kids come in and say things like, why don't you have more Legos? Or you really could use more duct tape. And then we go, oh, yeah, we need to get those things for the makerspace. So I'm excited to get in, get kids in there and hear their thoughts about what we're missing and what we need so we can get moving and grooving with some makerspace stuff. Get their minds yeah. going. Exactly. So, you know, our, our topic today is... is um, the failure of not failing. Yeah. And uh, I, I just want to come clean on something. So this month I had been uh, <laughs> I've been attempting to not uh, do caffeine or coffee. I, I, I failed. Wow. I failed this weekend. That's okay. And, and it was fabulous. <laughs> it, was, it was absolutely fabulous. Moving on from that, moment of zen. It is that time. So uh, get into your lotus position. Clear your mind. We are supposed to learn from our mistakes. But how can we learn if we are not allowed to make them. That's a perfect moment of Zen for today, Larry. So let's get out our knives, our forks, and cut into the meat of the show. Failing. Why is it so important? This is such a hard topic. I hate failure. I hate failure. I... I was the kid that would write my homework in pen and get to the end and make a mistake. And instead of getting white out or scribbling it or just continuing, I would get a brand new piece of paper and recopy the entire thing again. Um, the, it really and I, I, I struggle with this. And I, I think educators as a whole, we struggle with this because the stakes are so big. You know, the kids in your class, they they have one shot at second grade. They have one shot at sixth grade. You have all of these pressures on you from, you know, you you don't want to let down your minister. You don't want to let down those parents. You don't want to let down the community. You've got all this, these state requirements and state testing and evaluations and just there's so much 
on you that it's so scary to step outside the box and it's so scary to take that that inch of a step because oh my gosh what if I fail what if I mess things up what if this is not the right move and and I don't know if other professions have this but man it is so scary for educators I think it's true in every profession I think um you know we've been talking about or in, in at least the education community failure and allowing um, our students to fail and learning from mistakes has been a topic that we've been kind of pushing, I guess, in education for a while now. I don't want to say we pay lip service to it, but I don't think we grasped how ingrained the the structures are in place to not allow our kids to fail or to fight against that concept. And I think it's true. I was, um, we were talking before the show, I had done a, you know, I was attempting to do some research for this. Um, and I did the Ted talk deep dive and, uh, the topics, um, in regards to failure are across the board from, from business to technology, to education, everybody's saying the same thing. They're all saying we need to, um, allow time for failure. We need to, um, embrace, failure. And they all kind of also say the same thing, but everything is working against us. So, you know, keep, I guess, keep going. My, my question is, why is it so important? Why are we saying this is something that we, that we need to, you know, really shift the paradigm of how we educate, you know, getting away from that winning and being perfect to let's, let's embrace the, the mistake. I think all of the research is showing us that embracing the mistake is what our kids need and it's how we move forward in this society. I, I definitely would point to the Carol Dweck, The Growth Mindset book. Um, her idea of just that your your mind is continuing to grow and learn and move forward. And that's that's just kind of how things work now. Like one of the most successful companies, um, Google, uh, do you know about their X? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have a the moonshot the, the moonshot factory. Yeah, yes, yeah. they have a portion um, of their company called X, and it's a moonshot factory. They 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 dream and they dream big and they try to break stuff and they try to do everything that they can to fail because when you fail. They know that failure is true learning. So when you fail, you are held up on stage and everyone claps for you and you get a bonus and you get a vacation and they say, go home. You did great. Try again tomorrow and come back with a new idea because they know that when you fail, you're kind of taking all those things that were awful. Like they talked about Google Glass specifically. It was one of their um, failures that came out of X. They take all the things that they learned from that and then they use that to make a better product the next time or to um, just come up with better ideas next time. And I, I, I think that we need to learn from from that Moonshot Factory. We need to learn from that, the Carol Dweck book and from the whole maker mindset that says, yeah, you should fail and you should fail miserably. And we know that there's a lot of things in education that need to change and that to get to true change, we probably need to break the system completely and rebuild from the ground up. But how do we do that? And that's so scary. And We hold things, um, so many of those things that we're used to precious. And one of the kind um, one of the TED Talks I listened to was on the Google X and it was Astro Teller who was talking. And one of the, which is a great name, by the I know, way, right? Astro Teller. <laughs> um, shocking that he's in uh, engineering who would have thought um so one of the th- one of the uh comments that he made was we go into every project thinking we're going to kill the project 
you know, that is their, their, their mindset is they get a great idea and then the rest of the time as they're developing it, they're trying to kill it. And um, that forces you away from taking the path of least resistance. Most of the time we're tr- when we're working on a project, we're always looking for the easiest solution, not the best solution. And by going the opposite direction, they end up getting oftentimes the best solution or at least working through um, most of the flaws by the time they get to a workable solution. Another thing that you had kind of mentioned was where do we, you know, kind of where do we start? How does, how do we build this? And one of the, one of the issues that I think we come up with, or one of the issues we run into is we're typically used to scaffolding. We scaffold one thing above uh, on top of the other. And it makes a lot of sense. It's very linear. It's supportive. There's structure underneath it. The problem is there's turbulence underneath it. We're, 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 we're trying to build a structure during an earthquake. And the earthquake is constant now. There's there's so much fluctuation. There's so much change. There's so much input that it's not like we know what the surface is anymore. There's too much change there. So does the scaffolding technique, though it makes sense and it's very intuitive to us, it doesn't necessarily, or the question I guess would be, does it apply to our current circumstance? It's a, it's a great system if the foundation is solid do we have to recognize now that the foundation is no longer solid so that system it does not make sense any longer i was listening to and by the way a fabulous uh ted talk um, um eddie obang super high energy super fun but he that's what he was talking about he was um commenting on the on the fact that there is so much turbulence underneath and when we do get out of it we're, we're told all these wonderful things about being creative and thinking out of the box i mean i mean that thinking out of the box concept the problem is you know it's be creative but if you do crazy things i'll fire you Aww. you know and, and, and the same thing goes for for and i'm going along here but uh, the same thing goes for our students i think you know we want them to we want them to fail we want them to um, take chances and be creative but then we every single structure that we have in education is counter to that. Here are your grades. Here are your test results. Here's mm-hmm. you know. So when that is built in from the start, it's hard to kind of you know see a high school student not be looking that direction. If the goal is winning, there's only one winner, and everyone has failed. If it is usefulness, if the goal is usefulness, then anyone taking part in the solution is successful. I never thought about it that way, but you're 100% correct. And like, I think that's that makerspace mindset. Wow. Like we, we want kids to be messy and be uncomfortable and, and fail and fall flat on your face. But we've got grades and we've got test scores and we've got all these other things in place that are fighting against that all the time. So, Danielle, what's the solution? Because I think we can go and, and <laughs> I want to know. Um, and, and, you know not that I'm expecting a solution. In fact, what I'd love, I'd love to have some input on this because I think this is a really important question yeah. and I think it's something that has to be acknowledged. I mean, we look at our ISTE standards. We go through our ISTE standards all the time because I think they're they're good things. Empowered learner, digital citizen, knowledge constructor, innovative designer, computational thinker, creative communicator, global collaborator. These are not easily scaffolded goals. N- not a one of them. This is not A plus B equals C. There isn't one of these goals that you can make simple supporting structures to get to. However, the failure mindset, the mistake mindset, oh, that all kind of makes sense. It all kind of leads into into these. How do we allow the time? Maybe that's a, a good place to start. How do we allow time to fail? 
You have to. How do we not allow time to fail? Mm -hmm. we, we can't. We would do our kids a giant disservice if we don't allow that time to fail. But it's inefficient, Danielle. It's not it's very, inefficient. It's very, it's very inefficient. You have to look at the long game, though. They need this stuff. And we need to be talking with our kids. Like when when I sit down with my with my daughter and I say, oh, let me tell you, mommy was really going to try to meditate. She was going to try meditation. And I've gotten there twice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was awesome both times I did it. But that was going to be my goal. So telling her, man, I failed at this. But I didn't fail because I learned. So what did I learn? Okay, I learned that. And I, and I talk with her about different structures that I'm going to put in place so that way I can do this or change my goal. Or I think you just constantly have to be showing kids and I, I, I mean I guess it's top down it's um, you know administrators giving the teachers the um, get out of fail free card and telling them I want you to fail I want you to try things and the teachers telling the kids you know I tried this and I failed and here's how yucky it felt and uncomfortable but here's why I know it was good because I know that I learned and like this fits right into math and it fits right into everything we want our kids to be doing I think you you don't have an option. I mean, you you just can't not do this with your kids. When they get to that high school level, that middle school level, and they've been indoctrinated into a, if they were indoctrinated into a um, failure is good. Failure does not mean you're a loser. Failure actually means you're a winner if you're acknowledging it. Mm -hmm. And when they get into that middle school, when, when they're starting to really think for themselves and, you know, their, their self-esteem isn't necessarily tied directly to what their parents say, having the the strength of confidence that if they do make a mistake, it's good as opposed to something that's going to be a hit to their self-esteem. I think for their socio-emotional health, social-emotional health and well-being, having the mistake, the the failure mindset be ingrained would be just just a wonderful thing. Um, in, in, in their growth, I think they would grow much faster emotionally if they went into they went into those years and into their adulthood with that failure mindset again. And you had said it earlier, the long view, you know, kind of that long game in mind. Yeah, 100%. I don't think we have any solutions here. Do you have any solutions here? <laughs> we don't have any solutions, but we do. I mean, I, I would offer people to check out the growth mindset book, um, check out the um, Astro Teller, Ted Talk About X, the the podcast Failure is an Option by NPR Radio Hour. That was a really good summary of failure with a bunch of different stories. Um, check out some stuff on the maker movement because the maker movement is really, really good at pushing this failure idea. So um, the AJ Giuliani's and the John Spencer's, um, they talk about failure a lot. And I would just do some learning for yourself about what it means to fail. There's a, there's a ton of TED Talks that I will um, link to the show notes as well uh, that talk about this. It's, it's it's really something, it's a it's a restart. It is a reset in, in many ways. And I'm not necessarily a big fan of the full revolution, tear it down so you can build it back up. Um, I actually, I, 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 take, I take that back. Actually, I kind of am to some extent. I don't think it needs to be a violent act necessarily, but um, I think there's, some, there's something to be said for deconstruction sometimes. And I think we might need to Take a hard look at that. You said that much more eloquently than I did. <laughs> That's what I meant, Larry. Thanks. <laughs> so is there anything else? You, you do have a lot of notes and I don't want to jump no, into... Um... I have a lot of notes that are all about why failing is important. So we covered it. <laughs> all right. All right. So Tech Tool of the Week. Tech Tool of the Week. I'm super excited to check out this tech tool. Adobe Spark just released a big 
news thing that they are now free for students. So um, getting kids on Adobe Spark to do some digital storytelling, it's a pretty powerful graphic video stories web page graphic design program. So I'm really excited to get some kids on here um, specifically with the makerspace and have them work on some digital storytelling. So I'm really excited that Adobe Spark is now free for students and um, has special things in place for under 13. So I can definitely use this with my kiddos. This looks like fun. Yeah, I know. I'm Adobe excited. makes great products, as we know. And usually a lot of times they're professional products. Mm -hmm. And Spark is a great creative product by a company that understands how creatives think. This is cool. I can't wait to, wait to see um, how you talk to other educators about implementing I know, this I'm so their, very excited. Classroom. I will say I just read about it yesterday, so I'm really excited to get in there and test with some students today. So um, this is like brand new. All right. Brand new TED, right. Ted, Ted Talk. Listen Ted Talk. Like a Ted Talk. <laughs> Tech tool of the Fail. week. <laughs> Fail. Fail. I learned it. <laughs> Tutorials and updates. Uh, I'm hoping to do a Bauman certified this week. Maybe. I know there's an email in my inbox. We'll see if he... If that's going to work out. Filming Vex Robotics at West Senior High. Um, it is robotic season. It is robotics season. So I'm uh, going to do some um, uh, interviewing of some students and see what they're doing. You had mentioned earlier Traverse Heights Launchpad. Plan on doing a segment on uh, the Launchpad next week. So I'm super excited about that. In closing, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at TCAPS Loop. At Brostrom DA. And check out the TCAPS Loop blog at tcapsloop.tcaps.net. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and the Google Play Store. Leave a review. We love the feedback. <gasps> Thanks for listening and inspiring. Do you think I had a magical solution?